Opposite Attractions is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Opposite Attractions, ladies and gentlemen, the show about theme park design that is technically possible. I am your host, Scotty Moore, joined as always by the big red machine, Jim Murphy. Um, does that mean we're secretly brothers? Yeah. <laughs> and you burnt down our family's house when I was a child. Yeah. So, Jim, it's a brand new year. Literally, it happened less than 24 hours ago. It's We are recording this on New Year's Day. And we had a great Christmas. And I know you especially had a great Christmas thanks to a few gifts from old Santa Claus. Well, um, not only is, like, we're recording this on New Year's Day, but then the, the ep- this is when people are listening to this will be on your birthday. Exactly. So. This is a holiday theme. So I want to know the experience because I told you you were getting a gift, which I feel like was a mistake on my part because I would have much preferred your blank reaction to a package showing up at your door with the name Jimothy Murphy written on it from from Amazon.com. Yeah, I would have been like, I wonder, I wonder which person could have sent this to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, would you like to tell the viewers what your dumb, stupid co-host with an idiot so, brain got you? So, the first day, <laughs> it was a regular twelve days of Christmas for Jim Murphy. Yeah, the uh, the first day, uh, two two small boxes showed up. Yeah, uh, I, I the first one I opened up, and inside was a Bubble, I think of bubble packaging that I've never quite seen before. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea. I'm like, what in the shit is this thing that is staring at me? And I remove the bubble packaging to find a 19.0 ounce bottle of Guy Fieri barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, like, I wanted to drop it to the floor like the snow globe at, at the beginning of Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what, so then, what did it say uh, on the sled flavor town <laughs> the so that was the first thing and then the other box i'm like okay if that's what's in here i don't know what's in the other thing um it was not exactly what i was expecting because it was a a um a hot dog recipe guide of some kind <laughs> that was called like it was called like magic wieners or the, the, the wiener makers or the, yeah. uh, you're the, you're the new Casey. I've bequeathed it to you. You're going to have your own corner soon. Jim's corner. I, I didn't look through it a lot, but what I did see was a Caesar salad hot dog. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, uh, if you want to know what that entails, it entails taking Parmesan cheese and, like frying it into a disc oh, and that. wrapping the hot dog in it and then putting <laughs> lettuce and uh, Caesar dressing on the top of it. I love this so much. 
Oh, fuck. That was very good. So that was uh, on the first day of Christmas. My true love came to me. Yeah. So by Fieri. I, I don't remember what the... Uh, so the second day, day two of two, yes. uh, the first package I opened was indeed... Uh, it's sitting right next to me right now. I haven't uh, decided to display it yet. But it is a a, a, a supercharged license plate. <laughs> that, yeah. that I'm assuming is something you can, but probably should not purchase at Universal Studios Florida. Yes, it, it is. It's something you can obtain there. The, the thing that confuses me the most is on the back, it does say that it is made in the USA proudly. I doubt that's the case. Yes. Uh, and it does say to only clean it with water. <laughs> which confuses me because I feel like if you were if you love supercharged enough to put it on your vehicle, you would like wash it the way you would wash a normal car with soap and water. Or imagine, but, it says, but it appears that soap would somehow damage it. Or just imagine so. like how are you gonna get all the blood off when you kill all the bad guys with your big gun? <laughs> or when you just throw one to the concrete, Dwayne? If if I was if I went to like a Greyhound bus station and a bus pulled up and it had this license plate on it, <laughs> yeah, I would uh, I would be happy a little bit because I get to meet the Rock, um, but I would still probably turn around and walk away and say I do not want to take that bus. Yeah, there are helicopters that are going to be chasing us, and that seems problematic. <laughs> Well, speaking of The Rock and the good Fast and the Furious franchise, what was the last thing you opened, Jim? So, um, the other box I opened after, so we covered Guy Fieri, we covered the Supercharged, and I really was thinking, like, what other running gags can these gifts point to? And it did, we stayed fast and we stayed furious because (laughs) I did open up, I I did open up a box with a, 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 um, I don't know how to put this, a, like, one sixteenth scale, no, that's probably too, too, too big, like a one-fifth scale tire full of DVDs of the, all the Fast and Furious movies, except for, I think, the last two. And my favorite part about it is the fact that you then sent me a message of what I sent you next to your actual Fast and the Furious box set. It just said, how yeah. many of these things am I gonna own? <laughs> Yeah, um, my my wife is in the. She is a member of the Fast and Furious lifestyle. Yeah, your wife is very like, fast and furious. I, I don't know what the what the uh, kind of lettering, the anagram for that would be, but <laughs> yeah. Well, I like that I basically forced you at that point to send me a present. You were like, "Well, I'm." It wasn't forced, but I um, I, I am gonna. I actually. Uh, by, like, actually, tomorrow is when I'm going to send the rest of it. It's going to go out tomorrow. Oh, but, hell yeah. yeah. But I then receive the largest Amazon package imaginable. <laughs> 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 and my parents hand it to me, and it's like an envelope, but it's a massive fucking envelope. And I go, what, what could he have sent me? Is this a piece of paper? Wait, no, in the very bottom left corner, there's this very tiny thing. What is that? And I open it, and it's just a lapel pin that says Daddy Fieri. (laughs) And it's got Guy Fieri's face wreathed in flames. 
and I wear it to work. My fancy work where I have to dress up in, like, a fucking three-piece suit, I wear it on my lapel proudly, waiting for the day one of my managers see it, and, like, you're fucking fired. And that's all I give you. You're fee-headed. Yeah. <laughs> the R is a T now. But in, a, in addition... It was very hard. I did really want to buy you a t-shirt that said, My Patronus is Guy Fieri. I really... <laughs> like, it was right there. But in addition to your gift, I did get another gift from the good, good people at Diz Twitter because I signed up for the Diz Twitter Secret Santa, which, holy shit, I didn't expect that to turn out well. I was just like, <laughs> I, I was like, I'm going to sign up for this and I'm going to get a fucking, like, Mickey Mouse iron. Or something. <laughs> They're going to send you pieces of fuzzy. <laughs> And so I was like, there's no way this... You're complicit now. Yeah, but I was I was like, there's no way I'll get anything good. I had to go to UPS to pick up my package. Which, by the way, the person who was who I was Secret Santa for just got, like, four air fresheners that smell like different Disney park rides. And after getting mine, I felt like a real shit bag. I was like, damn it! They did so good for mine! <laughs> the rides you picked were uh, Spaceship Earth. Yeah! Um, <laughs> The carpet of mouse gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The floor of uh, the floor of um, ice station cool or whatever the fuck that's called. The, the, the bathroom by Space Mountain where all of the cool kids go vape. That's the. Other. <laughs> um, but no, I I took a video. It's on my Twitter account, and you can see the moment where I go from okay, whatever, to oh shit, this person knows me. Was the minute I opened. <laughs> A package of these, which are whiskey stones, and that was, I was like, that has nothing to do with Disney World. What are you doing? Have you never been to Disney Springs? I think it does have something to do with Disney World. So I got some whiskey stones that, I'll be honest, I'm almost never going to use outside of doing it on this show to appease the person who said it. They're, they're made out of the, the uh, monoliths they took from out front of Epcot. Hold on, wait, is that... That's a tiny. Is that my face? Is my face on one of those? That's a tiny Joey Fatone. What is that one doing? <laughs> and then I'm trying to see if I have the other thing near me because I know I had it for a while over here. But then I opened the other one. He legit just sent me a pint glass with the Slytherin logo on it, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, okay, yeah, me and this dude can party. Me and this dude can party all day. I'm good. This guy's awesome." Do you know who it was? Uh, I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head, but I'm now he now follows me on Twitter. I follow him. We're both very close friends, but I have no idea what his fucking name is. But hey, <laughs> you're amazing. Thank you so much for the good, good gifts. I'm enjoying the Whiskey Stones for the first and only time right now live on air because I, I don't like cold whiskey. I had to pour like flavored peanut butter whiskey in it for me to actually taste anything. Boy, really thought you were going to riff there while I took a sip of the peanut butter. <laughs> no, you just kind of watched. I, I, I really, I'm, since I'm not a, a drinker, I didn't know that uh, such a thing existed as peanut butter whiskey. Oh, it's good. It sounds like the name of a, like a bad, like, bluegrass fusion band. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 that's me and Blake's new band. It's going to be really good. Um, yeah, no, no, it's good. It just tastes like peanut butter and then, like, add a little bit of hint of, like, burnt caramel popcorn which i actually really <laughs> like but now jim i want to talk about the final thing that happened this christmas because jim i was waiting to 
be messaged by Disney and asked to put in the fucking Disney World video of all of the fun kids who are crying because they got to go to Disney World. I was ready for that because <laughs> we're taking our children to Disney World next summer. So I was I had the camera fucking prepped and ready for the tears to come out. Needless to say, I forgot how bad of a reader our six-year-old is. <laughs> because, I don't know if I've talked about it on the show, I got him some Mickey ears with his name embroidered on the back. I'm like, that's cool. What we're going to do is take that, put it in a box, put that box inside a bigger box, put that box inside an even bigger box. <laughs> I've just I've just turned into Yzma. I just re- and then I smash it with a hammer. Um, no, I said, then when he finally gets down to the hat, it's going to be his last president present and he'll be very disappointed because all I got was a shitty hat. Then he notices the note, which says, hi, I am six years old and I am going to Walt Disney World. Also, I don't know why I didn't include the part where he had to say his name, but I felt like I didn't want to dox the six year old on this podcast. Um, and so... Starts out wonderful, says the whole thing perfect, and then he's like, and now I'm going to wait, what, wait, that's Walt, Walt, dear, what's this word? And I'm like, Disney, and that's the moment where I think he's going to be like, Disney World, we're going to Disney World, Walt Disney World, not a fucking peep out of this little motherfucker, (laughs) nothing out of him. And he's like, are we going now? And that was the moment I'd be like, we're going in June. But I just wanted to tell you now that you're getting this massive gift. And he's like, okay, cool. And then just fucking leaves. I'm like, like, this is your first trip. Your first big trip with me as stepdad. And you're just being a little douche about it. You get to ride on a plane thanks to me, but no! Apparently he wants to go play with the shitty $10 drone Santa bought him. It, it would have been a little worse if he would have walked back in and been like, I would have rather went to SeaWorld. No, he was just like, supercharged? Are we going to do supercharged while we're here? And that's the moment I, I break down crying, and I'm like, you are mine. Uh, I, I was kind of worried that you were going to say that you got this video, but they, Disney couldn't use it because of all the cursing. <laughs> yeah, the kid opens it. He's like, I'm going to Walt Disney World. Fuck yeah! Yes! Yeah, maybe, maybe not from the kid, but just like, <laughs> it's like you just dive into frame, like, just losing your mind, high-fiving. Yeah, just like, hell yeah, dude! And then you accidentally... You accidentally mentioned supercharged and then the video <laughs> cuts to black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jim, this is not a podcast about Christmas or theme parks. It's a podcast about theme park design. There's just one problem with that. We don't have a fucking theme park anymore. <laughs> we, we wrecked it. We really destroyed that last one. Although, to be fair, it was the most dangerous theme park in America. Yeah. So who could blame us at that point? But I want to bring to the table this week an idea, an idea we have yet to explore. Because, yes, Walt Disney makes this amazing theme park with all of these magical lands based on, like, animals, the future, alcoholism, that's all there. (laughs) And then Universal, it's like you're stepping into a movie or going on an adventure. There's one type of theme park we have yet 
to explore on this show over a full season. And that is a single-person-based theme park a la Dollywood. So I want us to bring to the table our own theme park based entirely on one person. And I'm of two minds about this. It either needs to be a D-list celebrity who thinks this is their last shot at making it as anything big in this world. Or we do someone who's so crazy rich, like The Rock, where they're like, yeah, it's <laughs> it's Tuesday, I'm opening a theme park. I hope you guys like it. <laughs> and I've had a few ideas. Here's, okay, I want to immediately nip this in the bud. We can't do Guy Fieri. We've already done so much Fieri-related stuff that pe- our audience can make a super cut and make their own Fieri theme can park. I- can I offer a suggestion to fix that? Yes. Because uh, I had two ideas, and one of them definitely was the uh, epic Gyniverse. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, it would be split in two, similar to our Versus theme park, except one of them would be based on Guy Fieri and the other, and be all like serious and like reverential, and the other one would be based on Guy Fieri and be like a. <laughs> oh. oh, so wait, the chef versus the man is what you're proposing. The one half is the guy who's just like, I don't know, man, I think we could probably add a few extra bits of sauce to this. I really think it. Meanwhile, on the other side, it's just like, fucking popcorn for everyone! Yeah! Um, so, I, I like it. We may do guy... Uh, are you going to pick Elon Musk? Because I feel like that's where this is going. No, Elon wasn't there. I did think about The Rock quite a bit, because, God, that would be good. And then I thought, well, Rock's a bit easy. Why don't we make Vindianapolis? <laughs> or <laughs> or Vinsylvania, which would be a theme park entirely dedicated to Vin Diesel. To Vince Russo. Yeah, or Vince Russo, famed WCW producer and ruiner. Um, that was one I had, um, what was some of the other ones? Cause Vin, that was a big one I was holding on to for a while was Vindianapolis. And then I was like, I don't know if that'll work. But then I thought about it and I was like, the beauty of Dollywood is not only that you get to go to someone's home. Like this is Dolly Parton's home in the Smoky Mountains. You get to ride all these fun rides, but also learn about the history of the area, the history of Dolly Parton in that area. A lot of fun stuff. So then I thought, what other celebrity has a connection to a certain mm, smaller area of a bigger town? Because Gatlinburg's a big town, but then Pigeon Forms is kind of like a smaller area. And that's why, Jim, I want to propose to you a theme park set in, um, it's a major metropolitan city, but not one of the well-traveled parts of it. It's more in West Philadelphia, born and raised. (laughs) On the playground is where it'll spend most of its days chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool, and shooting some b-ball outside of the school. I want to make the wi- I want to make Big Willie World. I want to make the Will Smith theme park where all we do is explore every week. I'm probably gonna rap every week if we do- if we <laughs> if we stick to this one. You're gonna have a whole season that we could just release as an album by the end of it of Scotty Moore's theme park ride jams. Um, so that was my big one. I'm really digging Big Willy World because you can pull from, like, 
bad boys. You could do like a police themed kind of dark ride. You could do um, make put just Will Smith's house in there, which would be very, very good. <laughs> Um, let me see. What else can we be? But in addition to that, the more cliche stuff, we could delve into like Aladdin and there could be an Aladdin section, but it's not, it's not good. I I do have an idea for a different rapper we could use. Uh, and that is one, uh, Mr. Uh, Vanilla Ice. See, now that's not bad. (laughs) However, you did make me think of another rapper by the name of Ice-T. And I don't want to do, I don't want to do an Ice T theme theme park. I want to do a Law and Order SVU theme theme park. <laughs> and, oh no! And each theme park is a different crime, and you either have to ride through it or solve it. And that's really the basis of that theme park. You do understand that um, Animal Kingdom already kind of has that covered, given that somebody did get peed on. Yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> So what you're telling me is this person was sitting in a safari and they walked and they just got peed on by one of the animals? No, I no no, it was a it was a person in the in the vehicle. Oh, okay. So you're telling me that these animals are so well trained they won't even pee on each other. Ice, that's not a thing. that's not a thing at all. They're not German you, animals. Why would you worry about that? Uh, so that's my pitch this week. It's something that I feel like we need to brainstorm a little harder to figure out really what celebrity we want to base it on. Because I thought like we could do can we've not gone Canadian. We've yet to. go. I thought you were going to say carrot top for a second, and it really. <laughs> no, we do not have the props budget for that for that season. But no, I thought like Canada. We could have like uh like a Chevy Chase. Is he Canadian? Probably not. Uh, vaguely racist, though, so that's probably a problematic season decision. Uh, a Chris Jericho, someone in our chat says Donald Trump, and they can fuck right the hell off. Um, He's definitely Canadian. Actually, we did start work on the Donald Trump theme park, but then three years in, it just suddenly got burned to the ground out of nowhere. Anyways, Jim, that's my idea this week. A celebrity theme park, whatever celebrity, be Arthur. B. Arthur's my last pitch for this fledgling theme park is a B. Arthur theme park. Or you know who, who's kind of fucking crazy. And he did do something about his buck wild as starting a theme park last year, and that's starting his own app. Why not the Jeremy Renner theme park? <laughs> A theme park. I, I, for some reason, my brain, I thought you were going to say Charlie Sheen right now, and I didn't know he had an app. shit! The Sheen? Oh my god, the Mean Green Sheen Machine? Fuck yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! I would do a Sheen theme park in a heartbeat! <laughs> we could do the whole family so that we could have an Emilio Estevez kind of... I mean, we're, we keep coming back to the same thread, and I'm down with doing a sitcom theme park. When we do a two and a half men ride, we have a Big Bang Theory ride. You know the most intense ride in the whole park's fucking Frasier. So, I mean, (laughs) it would be another one of those where every week's different. Each week we have to come up with a ride based on a fucking sitcom. I feel like Frasier would basically be our, like, Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) The 
the fucking uh, scene at the end with the woozles is just the shitty granddad in his stinky chair, and he's just spinning around spraying stink on everybody. So, anyways, what's your idea? I've brought like fifty to the table at this yeah. point. Um, I decided that what what we should do is okay. So, Epcot is going under a lot of changes. Like, I think right now when you enter the park, you have to go over to the seas yes. to get in, which is kind of insane, uh, which had to be fun for, like, last night and New Year's Eve because I saw pictures and video, and I was horrified. Did you see the fucking line to get into Disney Springs? Like, that bridge? I, the yeah. bridge that goes over the road was backed up. There was, like, a 45-minute wait for Grand Fiesta Tour. My people. My people and, were there. And the and the inside of that building was like shoulder to shoulder just horrific. You know what that means? That means there were a bunch of fucking drunks who wanted to go find Donald Duck. That's my crew. <laughs> and we should have flyers. And we should have flyers we give to the people at Grand Fiesta. And if you're like if you ever have to tell somebody that they have to finish their drink before they can get on the ride and they take that as a challenge, give them this pamphlet and it will introduce them to our show. <laughs> but like I, I see I worked there for a New Year's Eve and it was what I what I would probably guess is probably the the slowest New Year's Eve they had in the past like twenty years because it was like it was like fourteen months after nine eleven. And it was not very busy. I cannot imagine if I worked there now, I would have murdered at least five people wandering around that park. Not, not a cool comment after talking about 9-11, Jim, but let's go on. <laughs> I apologize. What I'm thinking, though, is is uh, I want to make Epcot uh, a theme park, but I want to make Walt's vision of Epcot into a theme park. Okay. So, like, the Progress City sort of deal, but with rides. Like, this would be, like, the place where you, like, live. Like, I'm talking, if you've ever seen the Progress City model or seen, like, the Epcot film, where the middle of the city was, like, a giant domed building with, like, shopping and eating and stuff, but it was, like, it was climate controlled. I wanted to do kind of that, but, like, there are rides on the ground floor, and above it is, like, places to live and work and... So what you're proposing, essentially, is a season of us recreating those fucking old Looney Tunes cartoons where they're like, the kitchen of the future. Come in, children. The, well, the vacuum sucks up on its own. I, I have this vision of, uh, the like, the Minneapolis Skyway system. Okay. If you've ever seen that, where it's just okay. a bunch of bridges. So they're in Minneapolis, because it gets to be, like, negative 100 degrees in the winter... They have climate-controlled bridges that connect all of the downtown buildings. Like, 80 different blocks are connected by bridges. Yeah. So that would be, like, the upper levels of this park, and you would be able to, like, live there and work there. But, the like, the entire ground level would be, like, theme park. This is the shittiest place to live. I just want to let you know that <laughs> the shittiest place to live of all time. Um, yeah... Uh, I do like this. I will slowly turn it into the home improvement episodes where on Tool Time <laughs> they would make the man's kitchen and the man's basement and all that shit. That's what I'm doing. You can do your shit the whole time. I'm going to be Tim the Tool Man tailoring all over this thing. What 
What? Okay, let's let's just back off of this. What would the sitcom theme park be called? Sit City? Sit Show? <laughs> sit City is horrible. Sit City, bitch. Sit, sit, city. Um, sitcom. Is there something with calm we could use? Come, 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 You come and go. TGI World. Oh my gosh, yes! Thank God, TGIW. Thank God it's World. <laughs> it features features hang um, hang gliding with Mr. Cooper. That's basically Soren with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. The initial is still TGIF, but it stands. It's like Epcot. It stands for like themed guest interaction fun. <laughs> themed guest interaction fun. TGIF. <laughs> it has a uh, the full house of mirrors. <laughs> Uh, the full uh, test track presented by Home Improvement, where you have to make a shitty dragster even worse somehow. Uh, no, I think Carousel Progress would be Home Improvement. Oh, oh, fuck it! No, 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 no! Carousel of Progress, <laughs> the man's haunted mansion. <laughs> uh, the haunted mansion. No, Carousel of Progress needs to be Family Matters, and then like halfway through, suddenly. <laughs> The the mom changes to a completely different animatronic and nobody talks about it. The, the, that, that could also be used for Roseanne, I think. Uh-huh. Um, Tower of the, the Becky t- changed and then also Roseanne went away, so in the last scene she's just not around. Tower of Terror would be fucking Jefferson's as I move it on up to the east side to grab that piece of pie. Um, there is one of our guided tours is the Laverne and Shirley experience where you just go down a block that looks like the Laverne and Shirley intro and you get to walk around and recreate the intro. Doing it our way, doing it our way. So that's, so is this what we're doing is TGIF the park? We can, I think we can, we can workshop a name, but yeah. I definitely, where, are the episodes, are the challenges going to be like a different show or? Yeah. A, Each week would be a different show. It would be home. We could do this for a thousand episodes. Yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> Community, like fucking everything could get brought into here. It just has to be a sitcom. Oh my God. The Seinfeld episode's going to be like 50 hours long, dude. We're just going to go ham on Kramer and all the good, good boys. Well, it's decided we got a new theme park. I, I, I guess. Did, I, I mean, I did tweet. I did tweet about the Guy Fieri theme park where every ride has a chicken exit. Oh. And they just give you chicken when you leave the ride. <laughs> Fucking, by the way, we didn't address this, but. I took a picture of me, basically, to tweet to Jim and say, thank you for the good key. And I tweeted it at Jim and Guy Fieri with the hashtag chicken guy and some other hashtag. Apparently, the person who runs the chicken guy Twitter account just constantly vanity searches because we got, <laughs> we got recognized by the chicken guy. The chicken guy blessed us with a good, good like on Twitter. You know they're they're uh, they're renovating that I think to make it bigger because the line is always like stupid long. Yes, yes. We're just gonna replace Planet Hollywood with it eventually. Just the whole thing. 
Well, Make the ball like a giant chicken egg. Yeah. It'd be good. Well, Jim, since we're doing my idea this week, I, uh, I guess I leave it to you to give us our challenge for next week. What sitcom are we going to ratify next week? Let's see if I can just uh, Google random sitcom and see what happens. Okay. Random. Does animated count as a sitcom? What? Anim- we use animated. Huh? Jim, don't make me do Family Guy. <laughs> don't make me do Family Guy. No, but does that do, can we can we specify that animated counts? I feel like you have to work hard because South Park could be considered an animated sitcom, but I would not pull it in here. No. I'd say like a Cleveland show, a family. The guy, answer. A, the answer is Bob's Burgers. Fuck yes! Hell yeah, dude! Oh shit! Yes. Okay. Yeah. We no. gotta get food in this somehow. Oh yes, we're setting up the first eating establishment is the Bob's Burger one. Holy shit! Okay, I love it. I love it. I and love they're it. essentially the Casey's Corner of burgers. So. Oh, dude! You no, no doubt. This is gonna be like the main eating establishment everyone goes and eats at. But uh, to- <laughs> it only seats eight people. Yeah. <laughs> It's 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 Oga's Cantina for burgers. Yeah, but until next week, Jim, where could people find you on the internet? Uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at apparently smart. Just go there and see what whatever it is I'm doing. Probably not much. And you can find me on Twitter at scottymo s c o t t y m o. This is my almost empty glass of whiskey energy that I'm bringing to the show right now. <laughs> and of course. Remember to check out all my books on Amazon and all the other BS Network programs online at a load of pure BS.com from Fight Boys to a load of BS and the brand new show Deviant. It is a space pirate odyssey featuring me, Blake Tanner, Stephanie Crognola. We're all there and we're telling you a great story about space pirates. So make sure to check that out and remember to support the show, whether that be donating to the Patreon like Ransom Meltzer over at patreon.com slash a load of BS or by picking up some op-at merch at merch.aloadofprbs.com. But if you've already done that or if you don't have money, we understand. Just leave us five stars on iTunes, ladies and gentlemen. Every single little bit yelps. And of course... If you've already done all of that, if you're like, hey, well, what else can I do? Tell a friend who loves theme parks. Tell your Diz Twitter friends to check out Op At Show. It's a great show about getting drunk and making theme parks. So make sure, ladies and gentlemen, as always, to find Jim and me on Twitter at Op At Show. That is spelled O-P-P-A-T-T-S-H-O-W. Are you down with O-P-P?